The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Hey, Liz, are you ready? Jody, I'm totally ready. Let's do this. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> good, good, good. And um, I'm excited because we're like diving into kind of the startup world today, huh? Yeah, yeah. I love talking about startups and I love that we're kind of talking about something that I really know very little about, which is virtual reality. And I mean, that will be part of our conversation. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like we're going to talk to you know, a pretty experienced founder of a few different startups and, you know, talk about teams because teams are, you know, what, how the world goes, go around, right. You know? Um, Well, absolutely. I think, you know, it's, amazing when you think about running a company and whatever it is you produce or whatever whatever service you provide, if your team members don't work well together, um, your company just fails. And I think that it's hard to build a team. I like believe me, I've hired and fired lots of people over my last ten years. Yeah. So it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. But, you know, without further ado, I want to introduce our guest today, uh, Suma Reddy. She's an entrepreneur with over a decade of experience starting and growing startups in several industries. Currently, she's a COO of Circle Optics, a 360 degree camera and virtual reality company. Uh, Prior to that, she served on the management team of a venture backed microfinance unicorn in India, um, helping scale the company. Company from 100 employees to 2,500 during its first two equity raises. Wow. She's also co-founded a renewable energy technology company and local discovery digital media platform called Waddle, which we'll hear more about. And she's worked as a Peace Corps volunteer in Mali and currently is the co-director of an award-winning LGBTQ arts and film nonprofit. She's a graduate of the Flatiron School General Assembly and the Warden School. Welcome to the show, Suma. Thank you so much. So okay. glad you're here. Yay. So I know you have a lot going on, and I'm so glad that you're able to join us because, you know, here on Let's Get Radical, we talk about we talk to small businesses and entrepreneurs, and as I like to say, the people that love them. And I know you have a lot of experience being an entrepreneur, and I, I sort of you know, got connected to you because we have a mutual friend that writes for Waddle and, but you also do so much more and you just took on this new role, um, with Circle Optics. And I would love to hear a little bit more about that. You know, what, what are you doing? How did you get into that position? And I know you're a co-founder, so it's not just, you're like, you know, you're, you're part of like the actual birth of the baby. So how did, how did that all happen? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. So, um, I had actually a couple of years ago, uh, met a guy at the Flatter in school who I thought was pretty brilliant, um, and a big vision and he had a big vision for his company. And, um, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, we had, independently, you know, launched different mobile applications, uh, didn't do uh, crazy well with those, you know, like any entrepreneur have her, have her experience with mm-hmm. failure. And um, the more he talked to me about it, the more I actually really bought into his vision and felt, uh, speaking of teams, that we complemented each other pretty perfectly. 
um, him being on the very technical, um, brainiac, um, big vision side and me being very, very sort of like execution focused and operator, whatever needs to get done, I will get done. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, personality wise in terms of even extrovert, introvert, things like that. So, um, you know, jumped into circle, uh, which as you said, is a 360 degree camera. Um, And it's different than other cameras in the sense that we're solving a particular challenge um, within the virtual reality space. Um, Because if you take a regular camera, you know that you're taking one frame. And so when you take 360 uh, degree images, it's actually composed of multiple frames, um, as you can imagine. And um, what people do is stitch those frames together, but stitching... It's a really time-consuming process. Um, it's very computationally expensive, and uh, we're the first hardware solution, meaning the first camera on the market that actually uh, allows you to create content uh, really in the blink of an eye compared to, say, seven hours uh, with many of the other high-resolution cameras on the market. Wow, so many questions right now. So, <laughs> so, so, so I mean... Yeah, the virtual yeah, reality. Say, can we back up a little bit for our listeners okay. and like talk oh, sure. about like why you would want this camera in virtual reality that circles around? Okay, perfect. Uh, this is a great question. <laughs> good question. Uh, good question. So yeah, I think you would. Um, I think I think the question is that we're essentially moving to more and more uh, virtual creation. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried the Ocu. You know the the Oculus Rift headset or the HoloLens or, you know, seeing someone put that on where they basically enter a virtual world. And you see a lot of applications for gaming um, and sports even. And so I think the reason that people want 360-degree camera, it's really the evolution of how we will consume content. We're rather just than viewing it, we're really entering immersive experiences. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I strongly believe it's it's basically the evolution of sort of how we will experience the world. So, what businesses? I mean, obviously, this is high end, and your pro and your and your mom and pop shop is not going to probably, you know, enter into virtual reality. Maybe they will. I, you know, I don't want to make assumptions here. But who who is your demographic? You know, I I think I read somewhere it's maybe. Um, agencies and the entertainment business, but who's really going to be using the camera, the product? Um, that's a, it's a good question. And uh, I'll first say that actually anyone can really create 360 content right now. There's a lot of low cost camera options on the market um, that are, you know, $200, $300. Um, and they're only going to get lower. Uh, for us, though, we really are targeting a higher-end market. So in terms of virtual mm-hmm. reality creation, um, when you look at Hollywood, for example, or Lucasfilms or Pixar, um, or even you know the content creators at Verizon, right, a corporation like that, um, they're mm-hmm. already creating 360 content, even if maybe all of us aren't seeing it. Um, and they want really high-quality equipment to do this. And not only that, but when you look at self-driving cars, for example, um, which mm-hmm. we know, you know, by 2020, um, we're going to see many more self-driving cars on the market. The way self-driving cars see uh, a part of that is through uses, use of cameras. Oh. Um, so what we're actually doing as well is uh, trying to work with self-driving car companies to say, you know, we have an amazing camera on the market um, and why don't you try it out? And the same with drones as well. So maybe not $100 drones that you and your friends are flying around, um, but eventually with, you know, Amazon drones or commercial drones or search and rescue drones, right? Um, You know, think of Mm -hmm. forest fires and drones are going to be going in, you know, trying to find people. Um, Those are the kind of solutions that we hope to create in the future. Wow, that's pretty amazing, I have to say. I mean, it's like, it's really, talk about forward thinking and cutting edge. I mean, and to be part of founding, you know, in a startup that's doing this, that might, that must be pretty incredible. When did you come on board with them? Um, So, 
It was actually a fairly recent, toward the end of last year. And oh. um, I was really helping Zach, who's the main founder um, and the inventor and the visionary behind this. Um, you know, he has been working on the camera since 2012. So as any entrepreneur knows, right, uh, there's no such thing as an overnight success. So he's been right. working on the technology piece for for quite a long time. And um, I hopped on board I think right when, you know, my skill set is needed, um, you know, whether it's fundraising or, you know, getting our processes in place, developing a go-to-market strategy, things like that. So you, so is that's what you do as a CO, COO, right? Chief offer, is it Chief Operations Officer and you help do processes, take it to market, which, you know, Jody is like queen of processes. So, um <laughs> So that's 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 your role is to sort of execute. Yeah, it sounds like it's really anything. I mean, honestly, it's yeah, right. cleaning toilets, right? Like I I want to do anything possible. If we eventually, you know, get a big office, I want to find the space. Um, I think my role is is trying to make. Um, I want our focus to be on the product and creating the best product possible and. Uh, whatever I can do to really support, and that is is what my goal is. So, you know, for the I was just in uh, San Francisco for Lesbians Who Tech um, on Friday and pitched a uh, circle to a ton of people. And um, you know, my goal there was to connect with engineers and technologists um, who might be interested in learning about our technology and perhaps like and perhaps partnering. Right. So, it really, it really. At this early stage, when there's only um, a few of us, it's it's really anything and everything. Yeah, I I've been to that conference. I like that conference a lot. There's a lot going on. So we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna continue talking to Suma all about Waddle and um what it's like to build a team. So stay tuned. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Suma Reddy, and she is the COO of Circle Optics. Um, and also 
the founder of Waddle. So there's so many directions we could be going here, but I want, I definitely want everybody to know about Waddle because I think it's so super cool. Um, It's, it's a local discovery technology platform. Okay. So that's a a lot of words right there, but Sumo, what, what tell, tell our listeners like exactly what Waddle is. Sure. Um, So Waddle is, um, it's a storytelling platform that uses stories to discover amazing places. And the genesis of it really came about it um, from the fact that oftentimes when we're talking to friends um, or family members, we tell stories when we talk about our favorite restaurants or bars or cities or our countries. Um, you know, it could be a place that you had an amazing first date or a terrible first date, but, you know, amazing drinks. And, um, I feel, you know, like in today's society, we really want to be connected. Um, I think social media has led to a lot of conversations, but things can feel anonymous, and Yelp can feel very anonymous in a sense. And so Waddle was created to really, you know, spotlight writers and personalities um, sharing their stories about, about, you know, amazing places. So it's like it's it, you know it can be sort of compared to a Yelp, but you're not really. Uh-huh. Re- I don't. But it's like more. You're writing articles. You're writing experience. You're writing your stories about different places. It's not like just. I, I don't. I'm trying to think about the best way to differentiate it because it's it's not you know. I don't think there's any stars attached to the platform. You're just sort of telling about your experience, right? Yeah, yeah, but I think that's yeah. a great comparable. Um, you know, Yelp is does an amazing job doing what they do, right? Um, right. I, I still I still use Yelp, and I, even though everyone I know is frustrated by Yelp, we still use it. Yeah, um, right. But I think one of the reasons we have frustrations is, you know, living in New York City, you might see a review from someone who might not understand that, you know, the average cost of a dinner might be, be, you know, the plate might be $18, right? And then you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's, that's actually a decent New York City price, right? When you go mm-hmm. out to certain restaurants. So um, this, this really, is, it's almost soft recommendations. Um, I know Yelp very much says, you know, to their reviewers, their Yelp leaders and everyone else, tell us, you know, rate what you feel about the food, the ambiance, the service. Um, and I think there's five or so points that they require right. in their reviews. Uh, with Waddle, there's no, the only requir- requirement is um, to be positive. So it can be a powerful story. I mean, some people have actually talked about um, death and losing family and friends, but then reconnecting at a, at a restaurant or going to that person's favorite restaurant. So positive in the sense that don't trust talk a place, right? Um, right. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and also just being authentic. So who you are, um, really showing who you are on the platform. So, you know, one of the things I'm proud of is that um, because the stories are really highlighted um, and the authenticity is really highlighted, you know, more than 60 to 70% of our stories are, you know, queer writers. More than 60 to 70% are people of color um, and more than 80% are, are women. Um, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you can tell that. And people have said they're reading a story and they think it's a story about a date between, you know, a heteronormative couple. And then at the end, they look at the picture of the writer and they're like, oh, got it. It's a, you know, right, right stuff like that, um, which I, yeah. think, I, I think is important, you know, to highlight because um, I think we connect. Humans of New York, right, does an amazing job with that, you know, connection mm-hmm. and feeling connected to these stories. Mm-hmm. And how did you, I mean, you, you had the idea to do this, and how has it grown since, you know, the idea? Yeah, um, so if I take it back, actually, a few years, um, so the original conception of Waddle is really try to get, was trying to get trustworthy uh, recommendations, and so what we first did was build a mo- mobile application, and um, um, I co-founded it with my cousin uh, at the time. Michelle and um, and a designer NJ, and we built this beautiful uh, mobile application, but it was too feature rich, uh, probably, mm-hmm. um, and so and actually ended up replicating a lot of the features of Foursquare and Yelp. And 
Um, very tragically, what happened is my cousin actually ended up passing away um, oh, very suddenly. Wow. He was 25. He got struck by a car in SF. Um, wow. And so sorry. Time, and that was, yeah, so, yeah, so it was a pretty intense time. And that was, um, so last year, and it was pretty recent, so last year was really about thinking about what was um, important and what did I want the evolution of Waddle to be. And I really felt, you know, something different and leveraging the storytelling was going to be important. So we started off just doing small events called Waddle and Whiskey where we brought writers in, said, here's some bourbon, here's mm-hmm. a um, power block for an hour. You have one hour to write. Um, let's see what you can create. And wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's how a lot of the content was uh, created on, on Waddle. And a lot of writers <laughs> said, you know, this is kind of fun because I, I don't get to focus on my creative writing, perhaps, for my, right. you know, for my job, right? And, um, you know, just sitting down, drinking a little, um, connecting with other writers is, is a fun way to, to sort of create stories. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, why wasn't I there? That sounds like right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, how I, big is your yeah. team at Waddle? Sorry, can you repeat that? Um, how big is your team? Um, so my team right now, it's mostly a volunteer team. I'm, I have to say through the changes. So the bit, our biggest team is four people. Um, and then since then, now um, it's a volunteer team. So, um, And I think with a lot of startups, that's sometimes what you have. So a volunteer events manager, a volunteer Instagram manager, um, developer, um, and a designer. So it's a five-person um, effort at this point. And I actually do consider the writers um, part of the team as well um, because they're very engaged in the process. And so we have over 80 writers um, contributing to Waddle wow. at this point. So I think Are that's they just- really an interesting point because I think a lot of times people think that apps and um, websites are bigger than they actually are. So it's kind of amazing when you think about what you're able to accomplish with such a small team and how it may appear bigger than it actually is. And I think that happens a lot in the tech world and a lot of a lot of small businesses really don't understand that, that it's really a lot less. Yeah, that's it. That's actually a really excellent point. Um, even with Circle, it's, you know, there's a lot of contractors, there's things like that, but our core team is, is three people and our vision is very huge. So, um, but when you're starting out, it's really, um, speaking of team, trying to find the best people for those three people, right, Um, or four people or five people. Right. And so before we go to break, I was just, you know, since you have experience building teams in a variety of capacities, what what are some of your tips for, you know, entrepreneurs that are trying to bring together some some people to create something? What should they look for? What should they not, you know, avoid, like that kind of thing? Yeah. um, For me, one of the most important things is finding someone who aligns with my value system, Mm-hmm. Um, and so a value system, I think, will help grow, create the culture and grow the company. And so um, I think when aligning with a value system and asking someone straight up, you know, yeah, what, what, what are your values? What drives you? Um, I think are really important. Um, the other is having um, complementary skill sets. And so I mm-hmm. found the best teams and the best partnerships that I've formed is when someone is really different from me. And oftentimes, maybe they wouldn't be my friend, right, um, outside of this, uh, like, inside of, outside of this working relationship and feeling okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, right, I've, I've learned technical things, like I'm an iOS developer, but I, for me, know, um, and this goes with partnerships in my life, I tend to like working with people who are more introverted. Um, I tend to like working with people who are good listeners because I talk too much and I constantly have to work on that. Um, You know, I like people who can sit and read an article for, you know, an hour and a technical article and and dig through that. Um, So I think, you know, that helps as well. And I've definitely, with all my teams, done the Myers-Briggs test. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good um, exercise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just a, it's a great conversation starter, I think, too. Like, oh wow, you're a, you know you're an ISTJ. Like, tell tell me about it, right? And 
then you start to get to know someone a little bit, uh, a little bit more according to how, <laughs> how this test, um, you know, defines them. So one, one quick question that I just want to revert back to. So is Waddle, can you write from anywhere or is it really New York based? Oh, you can write from, from anywhere. So we've okay. had, um, we've had people write from California, from Chicago, um, from Egypt, and from Cairo. And so it's really writers can send their stories from anywhere um, and stories can re- be written about anywhere, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's very cool. So we're, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Suma all about whatever we want. We'll be back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at Let's Get Radical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold. And we are talking to Suma Reddy, who is the COO of Circle Optics. And I'm pretty excited because, you know, this is my favorite part of the show, and that's the financial underwear drawer. And um, <laughs> she's part of a startup, which we don't always get to talk to. So I, when you're building a startup, it's a lot different than actually building a small business. So I'm excited um, to get to ask her some, some deep questions here. And, um, but first, I do have to give a quick shout-out to Intuit, who is our sponsor, and um, thank them for um, sponsoring our, pot, our um, radio show. Um, so anyway, Suma, so my question to you is, is um, you know, being that you're in a startup and you know that you're eventually going to raise capital, how does that change your outlook when you first get started, um, I guess, to go from bootstrapping to raising funds? Or how do, how do you think about that with your founders when you, when you actually jump into that, that realm of startup to say, yeah, I want to build a startup business versus a small business? Yeah, um, it's a good point. So I think when, good question, when, I think the first thing uh, we did, and I'll take Waddle as an example, um, you want to try to hit, your goal is to hit a milestone, um, whether that's traffic or traction or a prototype, um, so that you feel that you can attract fundraising. Um, And I Mm. think that's how a lot of 
uh, startups that are pre-revenue um, look at look at fundraising, and and I'll I'll tell you something I learned in terms of the mistakes I've made in the past, which. You know, for for Waddle, uh, we were very fortunate where we we won a startup pitch competition in New Jersey, and we're able to leverage the money that was offered to us then um, to raise a, a round of family and friends funding, and it was about one hundred and twenty-five thousand um, dollars. One thing I realized with that experience is is that when you have money, you spend it. Um, <laughs> And this was a learning curve for us, right? It was really the first time trying to launch this type of platform um, and this type of app. And um, I, you know, honestly felt like we wasted a lot of that money. Um, We developed um, too big a product too slowly. We didn't get to market quick enough, um, all of those things. And this is the first version of Waddle. So when I launched this second version, this past summer, my goal is actually to spend no money um, and see what we could accomplish with almost no money, so less than $1,000, right? So I actually ripped away all of the technical parts of it, um, built something on WordPress, um, and was just hosting these events. And, you know, just for $1,000, $2,000 over the course of a few months, was able to sit there and say, you know, okay, we have you know, 70 plus writers, we have, you know, 100 to 200 stories, um, and haven't spent any money just to prove out a concept. And um, this is sort of the fundamental thing of the lean startup methodology is, you know, trying to prove something, um, trying to prove a market or trying to prove traction or trying to prove um, that you have legs before you really commit to spending, whether it's your own dollars or someone else's dollars. I, I love that because I've seen so many startups get funded and then they fund right themselves out of business because <laughs> they've never actually worked, right? Like, yeah. And when I say it, I mean it not like, but they've never actually had a, to, um, to think through not having money and to think around doing something so they throw money at a problem instead of actually solving a problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, now, how has that changed with your new experience and with going to Circle Optics? How do you how do you see that evolving you and evolving, you know, what you're going to do there? So, Circle is a hardware uh, company, and so hardware by its nature can be very very expensive um, okay. because the development times are you know can be incredibly long, and so. You know, the first prototype of our camera is over $100,000. And this is a version one camera, and we can drive the cost down quite a lot, um, honestly, within the span of eight months. But um, so it's an expensive proposition just to develop the technology, right? And so even if we sell to one customer, you're already expending that $100,000 or more, um, and that doesn't even account for overhead. So... Um, what's interesting about Circle Optics is, again, we're really, really frugal, right? So trying to spend as little money as possible and spending most of the money on engineering and patents um, okay. and really prioritizing um, the product and the product development and protection of the technology over anything else, right? So, you know, that's things that I think are basic, but I think some people don't think are basic, like going to San Francisco and not paying for an Airbnb and just sleeping on a friend's couch, you know, in Oakland mm-hmm. three days, right? And mm-hmm. I think to me is when I meet people who think that they're entitled, right, to like, right. I should be able to stay at a like, hotel. And I mean, that's a really simple example, but I think one of the, the cultures that we want to develop um, as a com- company is being really smart about our money and our spend. No, I mean, I think it's totally true, too, because, you know, like, you can meet someone at Potbellies and have a business meeting just as easy as you can meet someone for a $300 steak dinner. So, um, yeah. so Is Potbellies a local joint, Jody? Because uh, is that, like, a Chicago place? Potbellies, no, it's a franchise. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, um, but that's really cool. So then I guess my other question for you is from um, an advisory level perspective, did you hook up with CPAs? or attorneys or anything else when you first started? Or how did you kind of make sense of the whole financing thing um, and your accounting and kind of like the the nitty-gritty detail of it? Um, 
Yes and yes. So hiring a lawyer and hiring an accountant is very key. And so having them kind of understand elements of the business, whether it's, you know, LLC or C-Corp formations or being able to advise in terms of patent law, things like that um, on the legal side and then the accounting side, um, really making sure that you're not being crazy with your money um, is important. Um, the great thing about, you know, when you're not when you're not having a lot of revenue, um, when you're a pre-revenue company, it's all, it's all expenditure, right? And so tracking that expenditure is not very complicated and you can do it in an Excel sheet um, and it's, it's, it's not a ton of work, but it does take organization and not everyone has those skills. So I think finding whether a founding team member or um, someone professional to help make sure that you're doing it right um, is important. And then the, I guess my last question that I think is amazing is like you're a female, right? So that's mm-hmm. like a whole other thing that doesn't happen in the tech world, especially when we're talking about like this um, virtual reality stuff. How have you, how have you found it being, um, you know, being a female in this like tech world where all the engineers or most of the engineers are guys? Um, good question. So, I have to admit that when I jumped into tech, so um, not even circle, um, this is definitely one of my insecurities where I felt that because I didn't have an engineering um, background, um, MBAs aren't super respected um, in the startup world, um, I, I needed to gain those skills. And so that's why I actually went to the Flatiron School to learn iOS development. Um, mm-hmm. So it was it was a, my own confidence boost, but I think having credibility from people who judge, um, you know, unfortunately, it's it's the world we live in. You know, I wish I didn't have to say that, but I think um, having that credibility is important. Um, I think it's something that, for me, how I oftentimes first develop relationships is going through the networks that are safer. You know, so. I, you know, for example, in venture capital, um, I have friends who are partners at VC firms. So I know that they're the last people who are going to judge me for being a woman because they're women partners, right, at the VC fund. And oftentimes, you know, I think that's a privilege I have, right, where, you know, or at the Lesbian Do Tech uh, conference where Megan Smith was a keynote. She's the CTO of America uh, under Obama. And you know, was able to speak to her, right? So I think um, for me, the first level has been really finding, you know, safe spaces uh, within technology, within VR, within engineering, within um, within fundraising. And, um, yeah, circle back to me, no pun intended, uh, when, I start, <laughs> when I start meeting more and more of, of the guys who probably will be dicks, you know, um, and hopefully I can uh, contend with that. Well, and I think that's really good, too, that you talk about, like, connecting with people who have kind of gone there before, have been a part of it to help kind of facilitate it so that it's not, you know, all closed doors, right? Because I, I think it's intimidating for women to um, to reach out into spaces that are traditionally not female-led, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, we hear all this stuff about, you know, just this, article on Uber and the the woman who was part mm-hmm. of Uber and, and all this stuff and, and you wonder how much is of the of the world is still like that and I would I think a lot of the world is still like that. I think more mm-hmm. of the world is like that than we would like to believe it is. But um you know it, it's it's awesome to hear stories like yours where, you know, you are doing all this stuff in the VR space, in the um in the uh, fundraising space and doors are opening. So that that's awesome. Thank you. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, I just feel like this is a special moment for us to recognize right now because it is true. Like I think, you know, I think Jody, what you're saying, and I think Suma, you know, talking about getting into, you know, finding the safe spaces where you do feel comfortable to sort of talk about, to connect with people to sort of build your confidence. I think that's a really, I think that's a really good piece of advice for anybody that's trying to break into something 
new that may be intimidating. Um, so, yeah, um, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about time management, <laughs> my, one of my favorite topics right now, um, and how, Suma, you, you balance between being the CEO, COO of, you know, a startup and also doing Waddle and, you know, how as a startup, you, um, you know, how do you pay yourself? You know, so we're going to we're going to talk about that when we come back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Suma Reddy. And we've been talking a lot about the startup world and, and um, you know, navigating that as a woman and also navigating that as a new person and, um, you know, always, with always something to learn. So I think um, what I'm curious about, Suma, is how you manage all of these projects that you're working on. You know, you have Waddle, which is, you know, a lot of coordination of content and um, and then you have your new position at Circle Optics. You know, how do you manage your time and I guess the other question that I have regarding you know working in a startup is how do you pay yourself um how, how does that how does that actually work okay um so time management is uh definitely a, a long process of learning for me um I wasn't good at it um for quite a while uh I have it's like undiagnosed but I'm pretty sure I have ADHD and so for me um, when I'm focused, I'm incredibly focused. When I'm not focused, uh, I tend to, you know, go off and you know, my in my mind for hours. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I say that just to recognize um, that it wasn't easy for me. Time management and developing time management systems um, was um, and has been definitely one of the things that I've 
really had to work hard at. Um, and I was envious of those people who woke up, you know, like my, my girlfriend, for example, mm-hmm. <laughs> at 5.30 in the morning. Um, and it's just work is like clockwork for the rest of the day. Um, wow. And that. Yeah, impressive. Um, and I say <laughs> that because I want to give hope to people who, uh, who struggle with this. Because now I feel like I'm at a place where um, it does work for me. And so, you know, developing a morning routine, which is. You know, for me, just meditating every morning and doing a little stretching and then getting out of the house. So for me, that's really important, having morning meetings. Um, And then having a very, very structured to-do list, um, prioritizing, you know, the top three things I'm going to do for the day as well as the week. Um, And um, just trying to follow that list and follow that prioritization and not get off track um, has been really, really, really important to my ability to execute. Yeah, because I mean, I find that for me, because, you know, as I, I, a business owner, it's like you have the everyday stuff, like the actual, you know, in the weeds work stuff. And then you have like the strategy stuff. And it's like, how do you balance, you know, having that time to strategize and sort of plan with compared to just like keeping the doors open, (laughs) you know, and like having, keeping clients happy, you know? So that's one thing that I struggle with. So I, I always like to hear about people's, um, uh, you know, time management tips, you know, or, or, you know, advice. So yeah, not easy. And so, I mean, as a startup, yeah. Lists, I know. I have so many lists. And somebody actually told me about this new this new um, platform called, it's probably not new, but new to me, Asana, which is, um, and I'm like, but then I'm going to have to download this and learn a new app that takes a lot of time. So maybe I should just stick to like my random pieces of paper on my desk until I have more time. Um, yeah. I don't well, need to learn a I new technology. So I worked with so many different project management tools and, you know, I was doing yeah. Evernote, which we might be familiar with. I was doing um, OmniFocus. Uh, I, of course, experimented with Trello and Asana, which are good for teams. Like, it's not as, for me, it wasn't as necessary for myself as an individual. And then now I am, um, now I'm just using, like, Google spreadsheets um, and, and Google lists. So I, uh, as much as I work in technology, I decided that what works best for me is actually the lowest tech option right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like the same way. I don't work in technology, actually, but I, you know, I'm just like, uh, I don't think I really need, like, Jody just introduced me. What What is that platform now we're using? 365? Well, uh, yeah, Office 365. So we're yeah, and I'm like, stuff. it's a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just, whatever. So um, so, so how do you, I mean, we talked about, you talked about being very, like, um, you know, resourceful and, like, you know, I don't want to, frugal with the spending in terms of the startups that you're involved in, you know, but how do you sort of pay your bills? Like, how do you, how do you survive when you're putting so much energy into something that you're really... I mean, I guess this is like probably across the board for all business owners, but how do you, how do you pay yourself if you do? Well, for me, um, <laughs> I think I've been lucky where my first jobs out of um, grad school, I was able to get, acquire a fair amount of savings. And, um, you know, when, when I was launching Waddle and, you know, we, Paid each other, we paid each other like a couple thousand a month. Um, I was living in really like no cost housing in New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't living in New York City, and that and that helped. And you know, mm-hmm. to be honest, I I live with my partner now, and she takes care of mostly everything. So mm-hmm. I'm not paying myself um, right now, and we will not be paying ourselves until we have a significant raise. And I definitely recognize that. That is a privilege, um, but it's also one of the biggest stressors, I would say, um, mm-hmm. kind of not being able to, not pulling in an income and wanting to work on something full time. Um, a lot of, a lot of founders do work on their babies as side projects for quite a while, um, and I and I've done this with Waddle. Um, Zach has done this with Circle. You know, he he had a full time job 
all of these things. But eventually you have to get to the point where, you know, you're working full time and, and committing full time to it. And that's, that's where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I, amazing. Thank you for being honest there, because I think that a lot of um, founders have a, um, a, I'll say a sixth sense, sick meaning bad, of like what actually it takes to found a company and um, how it really does become more than that sweat equity is really important and that mm-hmm. it really becomes important for you to decide as, an, as a founder, is sweat equity right for the beginning or is it not right? And I think that that's a hard decision for a lot of um, people to make that decision, but I do mm-hmm. believe there are very few companies who can start off off the bat with, you know, paying themselves huge salaries or even a salary without um, without having a major client or without doing some consulting while they do some development or whatever, that a lot of times there is a second job that's paying the bills while they're building out their empire. So we yeah. we have to wrap up, but I wanted to, um, Suma, give everybody a, the opportunity to follow you wherever you are on online, uh, in the online world. So how can people get in touch with you? Sure. Um, you can email me directly, uh, Suma, S-U-M-A, at circleoptics.com, um, or LinkedIn me. Uh, you can find me. You've seen my picture, hopefully. Uh, Suma Reddy. Uh, Facebook, anything. I'm very easily accessible, happy to talk um, to anyone. So uh, awesome. email is probably easiest, but really uh, any of those channels, Twitter, at Suma Be Ready. I'm terrible at Twitter, but... It does pop up when when I do get a notification. <laughs> and let's waddle. It's uh, let's waddle dot co. Yeah. Or no. Uh, okay. Let's waddle dot com. Um, okay. Website or at let's waddle is our Facebook. At let's waddle is our Instagram, um, and at let's waddle is our Twitter. Yeah, I mean, and if you're out there and you're wherever you are and you want to start writing about cool places check out Waddle. I'm going to do that. And um, Suma, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on our show today. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Awesome. And, um, you know, people, you guys can get in touch with us at Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. We're on Facebook. You know, we're on Twitter at Jody paid our CPA at Liz Stacy Gold. And we, you can always check out our archives. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. And what else, Jody? What have, what have I forgotten? Leave us some love. We need reviews on iTunes. So give us, <laughs> give us lovely reviews. We beg of you, please. And, no. and um, we're planning <laughs> now for some travel coming um, this summer. So um, we'll be out and about. So we can't wait to meet up with some of our listeners. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fun. I can't wait for that. So we're going to be on the road. Um, so I guess that's all. Thank you for, to everybody who's listening and to Suma, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical. Radical.